Through the next few weeks, we're going to be sharing stories with you. Because each of us have a story, don't we? And God has a story. And it's amazing when our story and God's story intersects. Because God's hope for each of us is that we make his story our story and invite him into our lives and so that our stories converge. And we got a man with us today whose story I'm so excited to, to hear about and to have him share with you. His name is Mike Miskowitz, and you saw him drumming back here just a moment ago. And Mike's story converges with Steve's story and Fellowship of Faith's story and It's a story of a man saying yes to God, which led him from doing hardwood floors to baptizing someone in a river. And how does that happen? And I don't think he fully knows himself, but what he's going to do is share that with you today. So would you welcome Mike with me to the stage? Thank you. All right, Mike. Good to have you here, brother. Thank you. I'm glad to be up here and talk about all this. So, people don't know you other than, hey man, who's that guy back there drumming? So do me a favor so, here, just introduce yourself this so, morning, give us a little bit of your, uh, your, your bio and your background. My okay? name's Mike, I'm a carpenter, like our man JC. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> uh, mainly, and I'm sure I, that's so, what inspired you, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, mainly hardwood floors, and uh, that's how I ran into Steve. I think, Steve, you probably Googled me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was it Google? Google? Uh, yeah, I, I Google. <laughs> I never asked. Yeah. No, I, no, I was looking, we were, so Barbie and I were looking to get our floors redone, so, and there's a whole long story in, in that as well. I, I love to talk, so um, I'll save you that story. But anyway, it led me to Googling, hit this guy, the name? Uh, Elite Wood Floor there Renewal. There it is, so, yeah. uh, great work. And so, so I ended up meeting Stephen Barbie at the estimate, and I actually actually sent my guys out to start the job. I, didn't even, I, don't, I wasn't there for the whole week, and I think I showed up on Saturday, uh, the last day that to, to finish up the job, and, and saw how everything was going. Everything was going great, and um, so my guys, uh, in particular, Joe, had, I think he had mentioned to Steve that I play the drums. So okay. that, uh, and maybe you had shown him the, maybe the video from the church, or yeah, one of the videos from so. the church. Or, so they, they knew about it. Yeah. So I, I didn't even know though that you were actually a real person. I'd see these two people working in my home for a week, and I'm like, does the owner really even exist? Like, are these guys just in here trying to make a quick buck? You know. Either way, they were doing yeah, a great job. They popped in. Um, so so yeah. So so Steve and I kind of hit it off right away. Talk about music, and then he showed me a video from this stage up here, and I thought that is the coolest thing. And he kind of he kind of jumped the gun. I think on the, on the very first. You know, our, our very first day talking, he's like, you know, we kind of need a drummer. And, uh, and I was like, well, you know, and then, well, he also invited me to come to church. And, and at the time, um, I, I've been maybe going through some, I'll put it this way, going through a difficult time in my life. And I decided, uh, even just the ways before I met Steve was, you know, I'd start saying yes um, to things, start saying yes to experiences or, or new things, you know, anything that's good. You know, it's just, just what do you got to lose? Say yes. So when Steve, so Steve invited me to church and, and I said yes, and that whole week I was like, man, it's been a long time since I've been to church, and, yeah, and am I really gonna, am I really gonna go? And then, but then yeah, but then yeah, I said, you know, I, I told him I'm gonna go. My my father's, I was gonna tell if you say you're gonna go do something, do it. And um, he's in, he's over there taking video. Um, 
And so, yeah, so I, sh I showed up. Wait, is he seriously? Is your dad out there taking Yeah, he, he's there. So, my mom is So, let's give it up for dad, all right? <laughs> so, uh, and this is really for, all, for anybody who's taking video. If, to get a really good video, turn it sideways. Like, stop it now. No, stop it. Okay, turn it. Now hit record. This is going to do wonders for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I, came I, I want to go on one tangent here really quick. I want to go on one tangent here really quick. Because it, it was kind of said as a throwaway comment. You Google them, the crew comes, you show up the last day to make sure it's good, and Steve both invites you to church and to drum, okay? And it was just like, this is a normal happening in life, right? Because, of course, whenever we have people come to our homes, the first thing we do is invite them to serve in our church and to come attend our church. Like, is that the same for you, right? I, I generally don't make friends with my customers. Right, and I kid you not, everywhere Steve goes, this happens. We're at Kishwaukee Brewery last Friday. He is friends with the people in the parking lot. They have like five degrees of family connection going on. I'm sure you're in church today if you're here from Kishwaukee Brewing. Thank you for coming as well. You are like this, this, this strange evangelist that I don't even know how it works because I think for the majority of us, don't we always have like that little pit in our stomach going, I want to invite someone, but oh, should I? What are they going to say? How do I do it? Just hang out with Steve for an afternoon. You're going to have like 50 of your friends coming to church, I swear. I, it's like, anyway, He's I apologize. He's God's wingman. He's, he is God's wingman. <laughs> um, yeah, so you so, said yes. So, yeah. so I showed up here. This, this place is amazing. Obviously, everybody here knows that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely fell in love with the place and, and the people here and, and just being back and uh, closer to God and all that. Um, so, so getting on to the, the baptism. Um, well, even before that, let's get you onto the drums. Oh, well, yeah, because well, I've, I've been playing drums my whole life, and generally people ask me to play the drums because they know. Steve didn't really know I play the drums, but no it well, worked out good because sometimes I'll go for months without playing the drums, and this really kind of get me, gets me back into it. Well, and a lot of people so. say they play drums. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's be honest. So kind of a leap of faith to say, hey, you want to come try? Your first week is this week because we don't have a drummer. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah. man, I hope this guy can like, I hope he, I hope he can bat or walk the walk, you know. But he's he's done great. So thank you, Rick. appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. So this has been great, and it's and it's opened up a lot for me. And um, I've got I've got friends that have have come through. My parents are showing up, and and I've got more people that I, I actually have invited. Lots of people here, just they haven't taken that. They haven't said yes, like I've been, but like I've been hoping they would. Um, but I, I'm sure they'll come around. Um, yeah, so, anyways, um, it had been, well, to touch on something we talked about earlier, it was, I, I grew up in Lutheran church, um, and probably in high school, fell out of, of going to church, and uh, just kind of put things to the wayside, and, and my connection with, with the church and God was, it was there, but, but it wasn't there, and, and uh, it was about eight years ago, on Good Friday, I told you that... Uh, I heard this sermon, and I don't know the name of the person who, who gave the sermon, but it's called, it's called Do You Know Him? That's My King. And I encourage everybody to, to Google it and watch it, because if, if you're struggling to, say, describe Jesus as somebody or, um, or, or get, get closer to him, then this re it, it really got me. It sucked me in. And uh, ever since then, I've been able to uh, you know, talk more freely with my friends or family about 
about God and, and Jesus and stuff, and, uh, and I've been really excited about it. And um, Yeah, it's, it's been really great. And so that particular sermon, it really got me, and I, and I know you know it, and maybe, maybe we'll play it here someday in, yeah. in church. It would be great. Well, I think Dave even mentioned that. Yeah, you, that you had before, yeah. before. Yeah, 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 we actually have it. And, and, and honestly, I, I really encourage you to do it. You hear sermon, and you're kind of like braced for 45 minutes, right? This is like an eight-minute thing you can find on YouTube, and it's called That's My King, just YouTube, That's My King. And, and, and it almost has like a, like a Dr. Martin Luther King kind of vibe and going on to it. And it builds yeah. and it crescendos. And it's like literally one of the most inspiring live sermons. Of course, now you're hearing it in a recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it it's, it's worth 10 minutes of your time today, I, I promise you. But I want to go back to the word you just mentioned, excited. And so like... I love the fact that there's an unashamed excitedness about telling someone about a certain, something that's important to you. And, and, and what more, I mean, how is there anything greater than the God that we serve? How, if you're excited about that, why would you keep that to yourself? And it's been interesting even since we've been here. And like you said, I normally don't get close to my, my customers. I get that. I respect that. However, you're in my home now. So I'm going to get close to you. Sure, sure. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. Yeah. Did, did you lock the door, Steve? <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Okay, let's talk. <laughs> no, but what I have noticed, you know, we've been here, well, in August, it'll be two years now. So, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. days it, think, yeah. yeah. Some days it, it feels like 15 years, like it's just part of it, like it's our home. You know, some days it's like, we just got here. And then you had to throw the whole COVID thing. Throw a COVID year in there too, yeah. But yeah. one thing that I've really noticed is that kind of mentality around here. Where, And I don't know where this derives from. I don't know if it's the city. You guys would probably know more than I do. But they're, compared to Nebraska, like we have a saying, it's Nebraska nice. In fact, their slogan is, uh, Nebraska, it's not for everyone. That's not, <laughs> Google that, because it's true. <laughs> Weird. Um, but anyway, what I noticed there is that in Nebraska, like, people will open up to you right away. I mean, it's just natural conversations. And here, there's a little bit of a shell that you kind of got to break through a little bit. But if two people have shells, how are they ever going to get to know each other? And so, mm -hmm. me, you know what? I'm excited about the God we serve. I'm excited about this place. I'm excited about the people that are here because when we came here, it was like family. I mean, right away, like, here's your family. Thank you, God. You know, um, mm -hmm. to have this place just to do ministry in and then to talk with people as well as far as just, let me tell you about this place. Let me tell you about Jesus. But how easy is it just to have a conversation about, yeah, you know what, I'm a Christian and uh, I go to this church called FOF. Sometimes it's called <coughs> Fellowship of Faith. Sometimes, you know, you, you call it whatever you want. Um, but how easy it just, just for the invite. You don't have to make them believe. You just invite, simply invite them and love your neighbor, right? Like, yeah. if you love your neighbor, you want to tell them about Jesus, right? So sure. it seems simple. I think it is simple. We just get in our own headspace with it. And Mike, I know what's been striking me about your story is, is you shared it with me ahead of time, is, is Mike almost got sucked into a vortex of God. You ever have these moments where you're just kind of discerning in your soul that God is going somewhere and you're almost getting like gravitationally pulled into a direction that he's going. I don't want to say against your will, but like the tide is carrying you out. And, and, and the way you described it to me is you're just going, uh, yes, uh, okay, um, sure, okay, what do I do? Almost being pulled along by the Spirit yeah, in um, this. And, and that led you to this like 
Like you're baptizing I someone? I baptized Okay, somebody. give us the story. Yeah. Hold on a second, because that should say new floor, drums. It's softball. It's K also. And then a baptism. <laughs> okay, okay, softball. So, Inter so now Mike is playing softball with us yeah, too, you know? So if you're in, you're in. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in. You're fully okay, committed. I jumped right in. But anyway, so um, we're, we're at a softball game and Mike's like, I've got to tell you this story. I've got to like, the coolest thing happened and then there's your setup, go. Yeah, so I was, okay, so let's, it started out, you baptized everybody up here the week before. Yeah, remember you this know? late May? It was Pentecost. And we had like this baptismal explosion happen here. Yeah, right. it was a week, or, a week or two before. So that, that's fresh in my head, okay? It's still fresh in my head. Yeah. Um, so I'm up in Lake Geneva with my friend Katie mm -hmm. and our friend Fabian. And I, t I called Fabian already. I told him I'm going to say his name up here. So it's all good. Um, <laughs> so, so Fabian, um, he, had worked, he had worked with me for about uh, two and a half, almost three years. And uh, he's, from, he's from a really rough part of Chicago. Um, not, not the kind of upbringing that you would uh, want for anybody. Mm -hmm. And so we're in Lake Geneva. We had been there a year before. We kind of made this, we're trying to, kind of trying to make a tradition out of yeah, going to Lake yeah, Geneva an once a year. And so we're up there having dinner, hanging out. And uh, it was late, late at night, real early in the morning, maybe about, maybe about two in the morning. We're walking back to the hotel. And something came over me to ask Fabian the question is he's, if he's ever been baptized. A combination of, of what happened here, I think, yeah. and then something yeah. else. Um, and he said no. And I asked him, can I baptize you? And there's this river running from Lake Geneva. It's probably only two feet deep. I know that creek, yeah. Yeah, a little yeah. creek running there by the hotels. And um, <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't tell you what what made me ask him that? Well, I can tell you, but at the time I couldn't tell you. Yeah. And I was I was so happy he said yes. And so we get to the to the river, and I, I just so it was just know. like boom. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. No. It's well, like, he, okay, yeah, let's so, go. And, I didn't you know. know. So he he just I was so surprised that he was so willing to do that at the time. It's yeah. and and I think about it now, and I think he needed it because he well he I mean down to his underwear. Got in the river with me, you know. <laughs> I just pulled my, you know, this off. He took my shoes off to get in, and and he just he just dove right right into this, yeah. and it it just got so intense. It got so much more intense because when he got out there, I didn't know what to say, right. and but it, but the words that I did tell him, I'll say now, they weren't coming from me. It wasn't my own words. It was. I can't remember exactly what I told him. I, I think I did tell him, I, I don't know what we're supposed to say. You know, I, said, I, I, I think I said, I don't know what we're supposed to say here. I said, but, but I know what to do. You know, and so, yeah. so I reached down, grabbed some water, put it over his head. And almost immediately, his knees buckled and he fell into me. And now I'm holding him. He's probably 200 pounds. And he just, just let go completely into me. And, yeah. And I'm holding him, and I, and I probably held him for a half an hour while he cried in my shoulder. And he said some words about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't deserve this, but, but I reassured him, you know, that you, you're God's, you know, you're God's child. And, and uh, yeah, literally half an hour, I mean, standing in water for half an hour, it's, it's, it's right there by the hotel.
And but right, I was right. I had a feeling wash over me to do this, and I, I've I'm going to guess that he had a feeling wash over him as well, um, and and I'm sure we walked out of that river, you know, different people, both of us. Um, Absolutely. But we yeah we we stood there for probably half an hour before he was ready to 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 accept what had happened and. And instead of walking out, we decided to sit down in the river for, for probably another 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> and we just talked and, and laughed and, and um, you know, just discussed a, a few things going on. And, yeah. and uh, Katie sat on the side of that river, and I think she cried <laughs> while she watched this whole thing because it was, it was probably awfully intense for her to watch too. And after, after we finally walked out of the river, I started hyperventilating. I felt like I, I felt like the whole time I was down there, it was not, I was just, I was just a vessel. Mm -hmm. I was not myself. My words weren't my own. My, my actions weren't my own. It, it was, it was honestly God speaking through me and working through me physically, mentally, emotionally. And when I think about God working through people, I never thought it's an actual, like a physical feeling or a mental or emotional feeling. And it, and it absolutely was. And as I said to you earlier, I don't know if this is, is something that maybe happens once in anybody's life or, or many times or if it never happens for, for some people, but it was such a peaceful, great feeling and, the, and such a feeling that I had to tell Stephen when you asked me to come up here, I said, absolutely, I have to tell everybody what happened. Yeah, um, yeah right. So, so yeah, I, I, I was a little bit freaked out afterwards, like, what just happened? <laughs> How do I explain what just happened? It was just uh, like I was taken over by God. Yeah. And uh, it was an amazing feeling. And, and as we talked about before, about saying yes to things, um, that's something that I will continue to do as I want to feel that again. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want to feel that again in any way possible. Um, if somebody needs me, like how Fabian, I feel needed me to do that. And I would have never have thought of doing that on my own. You know, that was something that, yeah. that came from above. And I'll tell you, one of the things that's so incredible about your story to me, I mean, the whole thing is just like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, you, you, you know? But you didn't know why you were being called to ask this question. You had no idea this was stirring in your friend Fabian. No. God isn't explaining himself to you, giving rationale to you, giving you the 20-year plan, any of that kind of stuff. He's just saying, hey, just do this. And it's almost this, this step of faith that you, you chose to take and say yes to and that he did too and what God orchestrated in that because of what he was doing behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think that happens so many times for so many of us, doesn't it? Where we're completely unaware of how much God is actually working behind the scenes. And we sit there at kind of a crossroads. And I, I want to ask you this because I think, I think what you're saying, it resonates with a lot of us where we found ourselves just feeling that prompt or feeling that call to obedience or feeling that, that step of faith. And then again, oh, do I say something? Do I bring it up? Do I do it? And we get in our own headspace. All right, you said yes. What kind of encouragement can you give to the rest of us who maybe haven't said yes in the past or maybe are in that place right now where we're feeling that tug? Well, I guess the easiest way I could say it is say yes. I mean, <laughs> but but, but uh, when, I, when I told Steve about this at the softball game, the first thing I asked him, I, I said, am, am I qualified to do that, what mm -hmm. I did? And he said, absolutely, yes. And I believe it, that I am. I just, I had to ask somebody, like, 
Is, was that right? And, and yes, and I, and I do believe Yeah, you're it was. a baptized child of God, and, right, be his messenger. And Steve brought up a good point that we all have these distractions constantly. Whether, whether they're good distractions or bad distractions, they're distractions. And, and a lot of times I think maybe, we're, maybe God's speaking to us, but we're not listening. And, you know, if we take the time to really kind of analyze the things that are happening around us, maybe, maybe they give us a better opportunity, a better chance to, to hear God and then be able to make that decision to say yes. And, and another thing, what do you got to lose? Right. You know, what do you got to lose? Who's going to take away your birthday if you say yes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, and my encouragement is, is, is to listen. Thanks, man, for sharing that this morning. Be open, yeah. No, fantastic. Mike, God bless you and what you're doing, and thank you. Let's give it up for Mike here today. Thank you. Awesome stuff. Thank you very much. All right, Steve, anything else? No, I'm speechless. All right. (laughs) There's nothing else I could say to that. I know, I know. You know, as I hear Mike's story, and we are going to commune today in, in a moment, but... God's at work. I mean, it's not a question of figuring out if he, he is. God is doing something. And I think the question that I'm kind of taking away from Mike is, like, what are you going to do in that moment when God is calling you or nudging you? Because I guarantee he is. He is even if you're not discerning it, just this moment. He is, I'm struck by the way that you witness to people just anywhere you go, right? And how a brother doing your hardwood floors led to you standing on this stage today, how you, from that story, led you to baptizing someone who just needed the assurance, the love, the hope, of God, we have a phrase here, make disciples who make disciples. That there's no telling where that chain of events will stop of what God is going to do through the yes you say to him. So we wanna encourage you guys in that, all of you, because God has a story for your life. He does, he has a story for your life. Don't be afraid because God has got your best interest at heart, and oh, the wonders he'll do. The wonders he'll do, even if you don't see the immediate fruit. Trust him in that. That's what he invites us to do.